Hey there, beautiful people, and welcome to The Overflow Show. I'm your host, Caleb Cox, and this is my beloved wife and co-host, Katia Cox. (laughs) And in today's episode, we are going to share a few things. Uh, Katia is going to read out of her journal, uh, share whatever's on her heart with you guys. I will be sharing with you guys uh, about what it's like to be a Christian in China, a little bit, an overview of the church in China right now, also um, about some current things that they're going through as far as persecution from the government. Um, I will also share a little bit about the coronavirus and some hopefully good news for all of us. And then lastly, I will share a heartwarming story that took place and is taking place um, that you guys might be able to be a part of um, that is about my missionary friend in Nicaragua. So yeah, without further ado, let's get to the show. You're listening to The Overflow Show, the podcast that follows our lives as a young married couple who love Jesus. We are Caleb and Katia Cox, and our goal is to inspire people like you to dream big, know God, and never settle for less. We hope you enjoy the show. So to start off this evening's podcast, we're recording um, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. We will release this probably tomorrow morning for all of you lovely people to enjoy before, after, or during your church services. <laughs> uh, we'll be having church at Katia's family's house. Mm-hmm. Um, we have nice worship because uh, Katia and her brother and her two sisters all play guitar and can play worship songs on there. And so it's quite the hoot. It's a nice... Quite the hoot. <laughs> It's a nice worship session that we have, and then um, I might share some scripture, whatever God lays on my heart tomorrow, um, give a little mini-sermon, but we'll see. Um, So I'm going to open the floor to you, Katia, and let you share from this mysterious journal of yours. So this mysterious journal Caleb's talking about is my quiet time journal where I write down my prayers basically to God and like maybe scripture and things that I'm learning like when I have my quiet times with him and fellowship with him. And so I guess it was kind of laid on my heart to share some stuff that he's been teaching me and telling me and um, lately... I've been I've been learning more about how to see the things of the world objectively, like objectively from myself, such as like my favorite movies or my favorite music, like things that I would in some scenarios like stand up for almost, even if they are of the world in a way. And God's been revealing to me and convicting me that I need to that I need to see those things objectively in the light of truth and to always, if it comes up in conversation with someone, 
specifically Caleb, a lot of the time when we're discussing things that we do or like, I need to view truth as number one top, no matter if I'm, no matter if it's like my favorite TV show or like, I think this is like a really good thing just because I like it. It's funny. It's fun, whatever. And I've just been asking God that he would help me view things more objectively, as I've said, in light of truth, and that I would care more about the heart of the person that I'm talking about, talking to, I mean, in light of the situation, in light of viewing things through the world. When God tells us to hate the things of the world, because if we don't hate the things of the world, then we can't love God. Does it say something like that? Yeah, or like the love of the Father's not in us. I don't know. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Do like... Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense, what I said? Yeah, because I think uh, a lot of Christians would agree with the idea of hating sin, but it when it comes to the things that we praise with our lips and the things that we put before our eyes and the things that we recommend to our friends um tv shows pop culture like music videos or just like music um those things are filled with sin a lot of times and um not just people sinning because people sinned in the bible like crazy it doesn't keep us from reading it but when it um when you're sympathizing in your heart with people who are sinning and you're sympathizing with the things that they're doing and and it's almost like it wins you over to sympathize with someone who's living their life um, in a way that Jesus paid a price to destroy. Um, Jesus paid a price to get rid of a lot of the things that we uh, typically, not meaning to necessarily, but typically end up sympathizing with when we just, when we're not careful about what we watch and listen and think about, you mm-hmm. know, because um, the world has um, a different set of standards for what's honorable and right, and God has a set of standards, and the prayer that I would pray for that is just for God to put in me a heart that that is in line with His, that hates sin and, and, and loves good, and Mm-hmm. and views things objectively is this honorable is this something that's worthy of praise because that's what the bible says to set your mind on things um that are honorable and pure and worthy to be praised and yeah things that are above so yeah and that's been what i've been learning in my life recently and with caleb bringing it up to me multiple times about being a voice of truth in my friend's life whether it seems like a hard situation or it seems like an irrelevant situation which might include a tv show or like music that I don't approve of and know that it would not be good for anybody it's not good for Jesus's heart and just being bold in that and speaking up for truth and viewing it objectively because The way you can love someone the best is by calling them to what Jesus created them to be, encouraging them like into their created identity, and you can't necessarily do that if you stand by while they 
maybe unknowingly are dragging themselves down by filling their head with worldly things, sympathizing with things that are, you know, inappropriate or just not good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And uh, the less we give in to that stuff, I feel like the less that we compromise, the less we need to battle internally. Um, that internal battle, I feel like, it just fades out more and more the less you give any part of yourself to things that are hard to approve of, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you just look over it and and it's if if you're not convicted, it might be okay. But I think it just typically those things, not that it's a sin necessarily to watch a TV show that you like, but but it just might cause trouble for you internally that might not have been there if you just um yeah it's just about praying and asking god to convict you of things that he's not cool with and and he'll do that so Mm -hmm. the thing is just to commune with god and and just want want his heart that's all that we can do is want his heart and he'll give it to us and then the choices we make are based off his response to our longing to be like him so yeah and on another note kind of the same note but I've just been going into every quiet time lately asking God what do you want me to do today what do you want to say to me today and then specifically listening and hearing God and communing with him in that way just simple things for the day and that goes along with, I guess, what Caleb said, just asking him if he wants to convict you of anything today, you know, of anything that comes up. So yeah, that's what's been on my heart. That's what I've been learning. Mm. I'm glad that I got to share it with me too. everyone, the podcast. It's good. Dinners. Yeah. I know that you guys are encouraged by that. And that's what we're here for, to encourage you guys in the gospel. Um we decided to wait two weeks to post this one. Honestly, a lot of um, people that we've talked to, a lot of friends that I've talked to, they're like not caught up. So we thought it might be okay to slow down a little bit and um, put <laughs> w- put this one out two weeks uh, from the last one. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we'll do two weeks um, from now on or... In between um, each episode or possibly like a thursday show or something just maybe um yeah we'll see where it goes from here but we're still going to be uploading because it's on our hearts and definitely it's yeah it's for you guys and we know that some of you are constantly listening and (laughs) and are encouraged by it so don't worry we're not going anywhere yeah but yeah schedules especially with schedules transitioning Uh caleb big news yeah, I put my <laughs> Yeah, I I put my 2 weeks notice in at Walmart today. Gave it to one of my managers. So that is really exciting because I did not expect it to be so soon. I just felt really strongly that I needed to put my 2 weeks in today and trust God and I'm ready to move forward with the insurance that I'm going to be doing and I will keep you guys posted on that. Um but uh, as I said in the intro, um, I just randomly felt on my heart before we started the podcast to share some news with you guys. Just um, maybe those of you who aren't aware, 
of what it's like for the church in China. Um, I'm going to be reading off of uh, the Voice of the Martyrs website, which they're a group that was started by two people that were um, a man and his wife that were, I believe, maybe Croatia... That might be wrong, but they were persecuted by uh, the communist Russians for their faith. And I think his name is Richard Wormbrand. Um, And just crazy stuff like locked in or he was put in a dirt hole like for however long without sunlight for... um, like years, like two years, four years, something like that. And um, they would tie him up and they would put his feet up or whatever and they would just beat his feet so that he couldn't stand. Um, And just crazy persecution for years and years. And then they got out of it. And since then they've started this foundation called Voice of the Martyrs. um, And they just share news about the persecuted church. And I highly encourage you guys to look into their stuff I believe they have a free newsletter that they'll send you uh, every month or so, um, just news about what's going on in the earth, in the church, um, as people are being persecuted and martyred for our faith. And uh, it's a world that I think that we need to be more encompassed in and and be praying for the persecuted Christians. Um, Because in America, I think we've we've lacked um, persecution in a way that has maybe desensitized us to the reality of the fact that we're in a war, in a spiritual war, um, and it translates physically in a lot of the world, and physical persecution from people and governments who are controlled by um, principalities and the enemy, really. So I'm just going to share a little bit about um, an overview of what China's like right now. So for those of you who don't know, Um, And some of this is new news to me as well, but um, explosive growth has characterized the church for for at least the past 30 years. About 100 million Christians live in China, but only 30 million are affiliated with the government-authorized three-self-patriotic movement, the state church controlled by the communist government. So that's what... um, So 30 million out of the 100 million Christians are a part of the, like, authorized government, like, they're allowed to be Christians, basically allowed to congregate in government churches, basically. Um, The remaining 70 million worship in unapproved house churches. Despite continual pressure and oppression from the communist government, house church leaders refused to compromise the gospel and joined government-approved churches. About 60% of believers in China live in rural areas. Few house church leaders have formal theological training or access to Bible study materials. Um, As long as they've got the Holy Spirit, I mean, and some scripture. I need training to tell people about Jesus. Um, But I wanted to share that, um, so the majority of China is um, on the... And on a bad list as far as the government goes in China. Mm, And so 70 million of them are defying law and going against the government by worshiping and 
having church in their houses and and basically it's the underground church in China and even our youth pastor told a story of just how um, someone was being asked um, in China about how they know where to meet because if they I guess meet at the same places I'm sure they'll get caught by the government if they don't switch it up or whatever and that person said that they all just individually pray and the Holy Spirit tells them where to meet and they all meet up at the same place because God just told them where to go. And that's so simple, um, but it seems wild to think yeah. about, you know? We're like, well, how is that possible? But like, you're literally just asking God and he's telling you like a location. It doesn't seem that hard, but it's pretty encouraging. Yeah. Um, I heard from my mom, actually, when we were talking a couple weeks ago, um, she was saying, or maybe last week, she was saying that she read on Voice of the Martyrs that the government has started destroying churches, actually, like, uh, tearing them down, and even the government-sanctioned churches, if they start talking about something that the government doesn't approve of, like Holy Spirit or anything that might seem against the government's communist agenda um they're actually leveling those government churches if they show signs of not cooperating or speaking about something that they don't approve of so um yeah i think we should just really pray and ask god to to um just bless the people who are being persecuted in china and to give them strength and that all the person persecution that they go through that it would really produce endurance in their hearts and that they would know God more because of it because uh, we're one of the few religions I think that persecution really causes us to thrive and and the more we're persecuted it seems like the closer the church grows to God and reliance upon him um, and I've even heard that some of the Chinese church prays that us American Christians would experience more persecution, uh, which is a radical prayer. It's crazy, but it's kind of profound because um, they've seen it cause their church to really thrive, not like their buildings, but the people to know God more and to rely on him in a deeper way. So, yeah, um, that's all I really have to share about China. Um, just pray for them if it's on your heart you know um encouragement and consolation and prayer can always go up for the people who are being persecuted for Definitely. our our lord jesus yeah so um i also wanted to share that concerning the coronavirus at least in america um if you guys are listening outside of america i'm not exactly sure i'm sorry um if you're in canada or whatever um I don't know exactly how your government's handling it, but I know that um, a lot of states in the U.S. Um, are going to be opening up, not completely, but um, more soon. I think the beginning of May, possibly. So it might be looking more normal than we expected, sooner than we expected, which is a really good thing. Yeah. Um, hey. Our governor, I believe, of Texas is releasing... Um, a speech on Monday or giving a speech on Monday, mm -hmm. um, which he should be opening up some businesses with still regulations, but 
essentially the White House and President Trump has um, put together kind of a three-phase sort of plan, um, a plan to open back up gradually the economy, you know, so that we're not all um, sitting in our houses and without jobs. Um, Another thing that people don't really think about with um, people, some northern states and different people who advocate for us staying in our houses for a really long period of time um, and continuing the lockdown is uh, there's a lot of points against that. Um, One being that the coronavirus is more a lot more contained than it was um, previously, Um, but also... um, the unemployment has been a really negative thing um, overall for America. And a sad statistic is that uh, one in five suicides are uh, caused by basically unemployment, um, stem from unemployment. Um, So when people lose their jobs or whatever, one in five suicides stem from that. And so the you got to think about some more negatives, I guess, when you're taking into consideration what we're to do moving forward, um, is that we don't want people to be, I guess, without jobs and not able to do anything, feel like they can't provide for their family or whatever. But anyways, I'm on a tangent with that. So we might be out of quarantine sooner than we expected. So that's good news. Um, yeah. Last but not least, um, I want to share something that hopefully encourages you guys. And um, this morning, I was praying, and I was just like, I actually was on my phone looking at Instagram, just looking at people messaging me, and um, or maybe it was WhatsApp. And there's a one of my friends named Lazaro. Uh, Lazaro, if you're listening, how's it going, bro? Um, <laughs> he is a missionary in Nicaragua, and I first met him on my very first out-of-country mission trip, my only out-of-country mission trip oh, wow. to Nicaragua when I was 13 years old, I believe. And so I've known him since then, and we've kept up online and Since then, he's decided to do a missions training school, uh, which he is currently attending, and he is a missionary now. He decided that he believed that God called him to be a full-time missionary in Nicaragua, um, which some of you who don't know, uh, Nicaragua is, I believe, the second or third poorest nation in Central America, and... um, but it's a beautiful place, and I loved being there. It was an awesome experience. But basically, I got Lazaro's newsletter, and I've been supporting him monthly. Uh, I believe I'm his only monthly supporter, um, which I hope will change soon, um, just because I really believe that God's blessed his life and has uh, laid on his heart um, just that God is his provider and the only news I ever hear from Lazaro is just that he's so grateful for any support and um, and that he just knows that God is his provider and that he's just giving his life to trust God. And so I'm really encouraged by um, Lazaro's gratitude and um, that he's not ever complaining or looking for anything to complain about. Um, so when I was reading his newsletter, 
I felt on my heart that that God wanted me to just kind of message a few friends and um, just ask if they would be willing to bless Lazaro. And it was short. It was it probably took me 15 minutes, if that, to just send a message out to some friends and a picture of Lazaro so they saw like um, who he was. And, and I was basically just saying, like, hey, I just felt like God laid it on my heart to reach out to some of you guys. And um, I just asked if they'd be willing to bless Lazaro. And um, Lazaro put on his newsletter just that he had some medical complications. Um, he's a healthy, he's healthy, but he just had some stomach pain a few months ago, or I don't remember exactly what he said when, um, but he had to go to the hospital because of the pain was getting so bad. And so um, someone actually paid for him to do that, um, basically loaned him the money to visit the physician, and he got some medication and is feeling a lot better because of that. Um, and also he still has some tuition from the mission school that he's paying down, um, and then obviously living expenses, but he's just completely trusting God, and he didn't ask for what I'm doing at all, he didn't ask me to ask people to raise money or anything, um, but I just felt like God wanted me to, um, call my friends as the body of Christ just to ask if they'd be willing to give anything. So honestly, um, if any of you are willing to, if you feel like that would be awesome, like you're in the position to give anything, or if you'd like to give monthly, um, I'm still feeling like I should just stress that, um, even with you guys, that you can just DM me if you're interested, and I can send you his newsletter, or you can just um, let me know that you would want to give to him, uh, just whatever you're willing to, that would be amazing. I do want to let you guys know that just the few friends that I messaged, um, they actually sent a total of $90 that I was able to give to Lazaro, which is amazing. I don't know if you guys realize that $90 goes a longer way in Nicaragua than it does here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's been living off of $50 a month, basically, for however long, and so I know that the money that the people my friends gave today is going to bless him immensely, and he's already expressed that. And I want to say thanks to you guys who did give, that that was just wonderful. And um, I'm not going to be bugging y'all every podcast or anything like that to <laughs> give money, but I just wanted to extend that to you guys just for this episode. Just if you would love to do that, um, I think that would bless Lazaro and my heart and God's heart. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, I want to end it on that just because it's, yeah, it's hitting almost 30 minutes. And what about the quotes of the week, buddy? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. So let's do quotes of the week. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut pull, it short. pull a quote out of thin air real quick like I do every week. Oh, my gosh. I'll <laughs> okay. go first then. Go ahead. So me and Caleb have been reading this book series called Viking Quest. Mm. Highly recommend it. So it's just, it's really good. It's really powerful. Jesus, it's filled with just faith, and it's really good. But it's, of course, Viking Quest. It's set back in the day when Vikings were 
ruling seas and whatnot and it talks a lot about the 10th century so like 900 yeah 900 and something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and so it talks about like the families back then in iceland and norway and like just i loved reading about the mothers and the daughters and how hospitable they were in one of the families Caleb, you actually mentioned this to me I'm that a, you really I'm loved actually it. Did. You actually did. <laughs> um, about how the mom was like known for giving food to anyone who came to her door, mm-hmm. and she just was like, "We we are serving God Himself," and just like that hospitality mindset of, "We have everything we need because we have Jesus," you mm-hmm. know, and. Uh, um, so my quote is actually Acts 28 verses 30 through 31, and it just reminded me of it, of hospitality and generosity because Jesus. Yeah. So it says, then he stayed two whole years. Oh, this is talking about Paul. Then he stayed two whole years in his own rented house, and he welcomed all who visited him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching the things concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with full boldness and without hindrance. And I just love that so much because it just says he welcomed everyone who came to his home. Mm. And then he just told them about Jesus and he just loved them with full boldness, without hindrance in anything, no matter if they were strangers or friends or... Yeah, it's just really cool. I'm excited to open our home to more people. Yeah, me too. Yeah, which God's lit on our heart Mm -hmm. to actually reach out to a couple of people. So we're going to be doing that and just inviting people into our house and not worrying about... Yeah, not worrying about how much it costs to have a meal for them and just feed them and not thinking about that at all because it's the Lord himself that we're serving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was thinking about that. Um, Man, that's so wonderful. So what's your quote? My quote is um, from Martin Luther King Jr., but it's also in a song that I really love. It's called Side by Side by Wilder Adkins. And it's basically about um, Martin Luther King Jr. just fighting for equality um, at that point when it was um, the law was set up for things to be unequal. And it was, there was racism was the big issue back then in the 60s. And um, the quote is, Till we all have freedom, there is no man truly free. Mm. And that just popped up into my head. And I think that it's so powerful because, man, until we're all free, no one's really free to just do what they want. If, If you really fear God and if you really fear truth, in the sense that you love God and you love truth and and those things you have such an awe for that it would determine um, how you live your life, that there's no man truly free until every man's free. And if we have that mindset, then we'll never talk ourselves out of the responsibility um, that we have to fight for people's freedom, not just in a social um, way or in a or in as far as laws go, which that's amazing, and it's so amazing what he did, because he was a preacher, and and he just loved people, and he knew that people deserved um, 
to be recognized as they're valued by God. Mm-hmm. And but I'm talking about on a spiritual level too. Like we're not just free to do what we want. We're free only because like the only reason that we're free is so that we can exercise our responsibility to do what's right, you know? Like we have the freedom to do what is right and mm-hmm. honorable. We don't have the freedom to just do whatever we want um, if we call ourselves Christians. So yeah, that's my quote. Um, you want to, re- well, do you want to repeat your quote? Yeah, I'll, yeah? I'll repeat my quote. Okay. My quote is, he stayed two whole years in his own rented house and he welcomed all who visited him proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching the things concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with full boldness and without hindrance. And that's Acts 28, verses 30 and that's 31. awesome. Who's that talking about, do you know? Paul. Paul? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then my quote is, till we all have freedom, there's no man truly free. So, yeah. Well, to wrap it up, it's on... 33 minutes which 33 (laughs) is my favorite number because it's the age that jesus was when he died for us and every time i see 33 it's just like i just god says that he loves me and i'm just like i love you too so we love you guys (laughs) yeah we thank you for another wonderful podcast thank you for the podcast because we couldn't do it without you (laughs) So thanks for listening and supporting us. All right. Well, y'all have a beautiful night. Till next time. Bye-bye.